Hello and welcome to our regular Friday edition of Coffee and Conversation. For those of you I haven't had the chance to meet, my name is Jeff Harris and I'm the County and District Superintendent of Schools. Um, you know, we started a um, uh, kind of a series of reaching out to departments and highlighting departments and what different people in our departments do. Uh, we didn't want our community to always hear from the administrator who was in charge. Um, so in coffee and conversation about the time it takes you to sit down with a friend and have a cup of coffee and, and kind of chew the fat a little bit, um, today we want to talk with some folks from our special education department. Um, they are a very quiet and demure group of people. <laughs> oh, you hear the laughter already starting. Uh, so um, with us today are Jesse Green, Debbie Mann, and Jennifer Eames. And uh, welcome, y'all. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Hey, so you know what? I'm going to go around real quick. And if you guys could just very briefly tell us what your role is in special education and um, kind of a, a, a quick nugget, a fun thing about your job. All right, I guess I'll get started. So my name is Jesse Green. I am a job placement specialist for the Transitional Partnership and Workability One program. Uh, we're basically a grant-funded program that services the special education department in our district. Um, one really fun thing about my job, that's actually hard because I love my job. I love everything we do. It's so diverse. Um, program gets to service basically all the high schools in the district. So every day is different. All the students are unique. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a very fun group. And I find high schoolers working with them in particular really great. I started working for the district right after high school. Um, this is my 14th year, so I never left. <laughs> <laughs> so never really grew up, I guess, in that sense. Still work with high schoolers. Uh, but it's it's just an amazing job. Really great program. Cool. Hello, I'm Debbie Mann. I'm the administrative assistant to special education. And um, I am an administrative assistant, but I am an assistant to the entire department. Um, I work with the director. I'm her assistant, but I like to consider myself an assistant to our teachers, our um, instructional assistants, and our parents as well, um, because I, I work with these people every day. I talk to them on the phone. I'm um, trying to help as best I can. And Debbie's the heart and soul of our special education department, hands down. Well, and that's what I was going to say. We have we have over 700 special education students. And I'm sure if you have a child in special education, you have heard her voice on the other end of a phone at some point. So, well, I, I love that I get to talk to everyone. It makes my job unique sitting in an office, but talking to everybody in the department. Um, and that's truly what I love about it. Um, I'm Jennifer Eames, and uh, I'm one of the district school psychologists, and I've been with the district 11 years. Um, I think I have the best job. I am so fortunate. I work at Mary Peacock School. That's where my office is located. And my favorite part of my job is working with kids. And my favorite age group are the little ones. I love zero to five. I'm also the early start coordinator, so I get to work with all the little ones from birth to to five. Um, I just love being with kids, and um, yeah, I wouldn't change anything. 
Oh, that's cool. Well, and I tell you, all three of you represent real diversity within the um, within the department, right? Everything from uh, Debbie, like you said, kind of being in the middle of everything that's going on. Um, Jen, you're you're a certificated employee, so so most people would call that a teacher, but you're a school psychologist and and working with the, the youngest kids, and I know you've worked with older kids too. I do, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I, and I like working with older kids as well. Um, but my passionate part of passion is the little ones. Oh yeah. Well, I was, yeah. A, I was a junior high teacher and I love junior high. And a lot of people have always said, well, you know, junior high and preschool, it's kind of the same. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, Jesse, you, like you said, you're working with high school kids and get them out there in the workforce. Um, so let me ask you this. Everybody kind of chooses where they go right in, in life. Um, to a certain extent, I mean, I I won't get into my whole thing. I fell into many things that I did throughout my life by accident, um, but it ultimately led me here. And and those were all some of those were choices that I made, and especially you know being here. I love this community. It's a great place to be. How did you end up in special education? What what drove you down that kind of path? That's a good question. <laughs> So like I said, I got hired right after high school. I was, I am, um, I'm very proud of this district because I have been, it, I just realized the other day, um, if I had counted up all the yearbooks I've ever been in since kindergarten, it's like over 26 now mm-hmm. that I've consecutive yearbooks. I've, um, my pictures in, so I actually want to one day do a timeline and <laughs> see that, but I'm a product of this district. So Um, What really led me here is I had the opportunity, I was a Castle Rock student, to start taking college courses while I was a high school student. Mm -hmm. So that gave me a little bit of an advantage as far as my education. Um, So I immediately started working for the district right after, and uh, I got hired as an IA um, in the special education department. So an instructional assistant for those of you who don't know what that is, but working directly um, with students, giving them... uh, helping them with uh, whatever they needed interventions in the classroom, um, making sure that they were able to be successful. Mm -hmm. I started out working with, I think, like four and five-year-olds and eventually um, did that for a number of years, uh, working with all different age ranges, all different levels, moved around a lot in the district, got to work at different school sites, work with different administrators, meet a lot of great teachers. And while I was continuing my education, um, eventually about five years ago is when I had the opportunity to apply for the Transitional Partnership and Workability Program, which is a very unique program in our district. It is grant-based. Not every district has it. Mm -hmm. So I had to be honest, like I didn't even know we existed (laughs) until (laughs) that application came around and I thought, oh, this is interesting. Um, You know, I get the opportunity to help other students learn what they want to do in life. And and Jesse, your, your, your department's a little bit different too in the fact that half of its district and the other half is county office vet. That's true, yes. Right? Because although we are housed in one office and technically um, my job duties are very seamless, I do work for two programs. Right. Um, they Because there is a difference between TPP and workability, and a lot of people think it's the same thing. No, exactly, yeah. exactly. So workability is from the Department of Education, California Department of Education, um, and they do exclusively service special education students, so right. any student with an IEP. Um, the TPP portion, however, uh, is an application process, so students 
while generally those who are in it um, do have an IEP, it is open for application to other students. So it could be a student with a 504 or just a student who is experiencing challenges in a certain area. And and, because that's part of the Department of Rehabilitation. Absolutely. Department of Rehabilitation, which is a federal program. So the wonderful thing about that program is once a student is involved, they have the ability to continue those services after high school or Mm -hmm. even if they transfer to another high school, even out of state. So it's very unique. Um, It's a great program. Our district is very fortunate to have it. And we're we're one of the longest running programs actually in California. So we're very well established. Um, We're one of the first to start. So it's, it's like I said, it's wonderful and it's fun. It's so diverse. (laughs) It is. Oh yeah. And when, and you guys do a great job too, you know, whether it's with our E3 programs that we do in the summer where we're putting a lot of kids to work, um, or getting kids to work in our schools or getting kids to work in community partners, um, businesses, it's, it's pretty cool. So Jen, I think I've told you before, my sister's a school psychologist down, down south. Um, (laughs) I still don't know why she got into No, I do know why she got into it. How, how did you get started as a school psych? So my background is clinical psychology. That's what I started off We need to when, talk afterwards. Um, <laughs> right? We'll schedule a session, Jeff. Um, so that was my background. And I also, my very first job was an instructional assistant for a non-public school. And I... Oh, I fell in love working with just a, a broad variety of students. And that's my foundation that I learned probably the most is working as an instructional assistant mm-hmm. um, and at a non-public school campus. Mm-hmm. Lots, lots of good experiences there to learn from. But I was always passionate about education when I was trying to decide, you know, that fork of what career I always had a foot in education. I just didn't know how to tie in psychology and education. So I went the clinical route, but always had that passion. And I found myself advocating with um, my clients and their parents in the school setting. And so I decided to go back. And I always, I'm a relationship person. I love building relationships, being the sounding board for for families and, and um, just helping them through school. So at school psychology just fit for me. And, um, I get to work with so many different families, so many different situations, different disabilities. Um, and I just love being that person that they can, um, trust Mm -hmm. and help them navigate through education. So it really works for me. I'm, I'm very happy. Well, and, and you know, you do a great job, Jen, you, you and I have great conversations. Um, and I love the thought process that you put in when you work with families and helping them understand what's going on, um, really looking out for for the best interests of a child, not just the child, but the family, because it's it's yeah. a whole ecosystem, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And starting very young and then moving up. So, um, Debbie... You, Debbie, you've been described as the heart and soul of special ed. I know. I can't live up to that. <laughs> I'm so Our department mom. <laughs> There's yeah. a mic drop and Debbie's gone. Where'd she go? Yes. <laughs> well, so I, I'm in the clerical field mm-hmm. and um, working for Del Norte Unified School District as a classified employee, there are many opportunities to continually change jobs um, always maybe wanting more hours or just a different a change. Mm-hmm. So for me, that meant since 1989, I did the calculations this morning, um, seven times. So 
my I thought my favorite job was um, as credentialing analyst, and that was the job I had prior to this position. I did that for eight years. That was during No Child Left Behind um, implementation. That was super interesting. Um, unfortunately, that position was reduced to 50%. Mm-hmm. So they gave me to SPED. I like to tell people that I didn't seek SPED. That's usually how it is, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. you, you were voluntold? Yes, I absolutely was voluntold. <laughs> but I um, will end my career in SPED, and I'm so happy for the opportunity after 31 years. Um, working as a clerical, it's you, you think office, desk, and SPED is very, very different than that. You cannot work in that department and not become emotionally invested in Jen, you know, or a parent who's calling you and is frustrated um, or a a teacher who just needs, um, they're needing me to find something for them or troubleshoot um, Mm -hmm. the program for them. And it's the absolute truth. I go home every night and I feel as though I've, I've been with people that I've known my whole life. And we go through our ups together. We go through our downs together. And at the end of the day, um, we're all in the same place that we really do love this department. It's 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 not easy sometimes, but it just makes you want to work harder because because of the kids I have, especially his grandson. Mm-hmm. So I understand that side of it as well. And that probably has a lot to do with how I feel about it. But I, I mean, maybe I'm embarrassed to say this, but I absolutely have cried in my office before um, because I am so invested in the department. Something might be apparent. Um, you just can't, you can't just be the clerical. I always tell people, I think I'm a mom here, maybe a grandma. <laughs> I, I'm not the secretary. I'm something else. No, you are way more. Yes. But I love it so Therapists much. Therapist should be underneath your job description. <laughs> but I'm super happy to um, go out with having worked in special education. Well, and and we hope that that going out isn't anytime really soon. I know. Debbie. Sound, I know. I maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I just I'm panicked getting a little right. Deb. <laughs> emotional over here. I'm going to need a tissue soon. Because <laughs> I will say, during my my time here, um, Debbie's definitely someone that I depend on and run to. Um, because this job, you know, we always try to be professional, but we have our moments because right. we are investing into lives and young lives, lives that we're trying to make sure are equipped to handle adulthood, are equipped to take on all the challenges. And uh, it does. It is. It's a very personal job in that sense, working in just a district. Um so we do appreciate you, Deb, and just how you help us keep it together <laughs> um, so we can help our students keep it together and make sure they're equipped. So Thank you. I, I think it's a fair thing to say that everybody, even an IA, would feel that way mm-hmm. as well. You just about that department. So. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, and a lot of times we have some phenomenal special education teachers. And um, at some point we'll have those those folks on as well. But you know, this is kind of the, um, oh, how have I described it to other people? This is kind of that, that wizard moment in the Wizard of Oz, right? You pull back the curtain because there is so much, so much that goes into a special education program that goes into serving a child. Um, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, Debbie, I mean, you you do a lot with SACE. That's the special education information uh, system. Um, Jen, your life consists of assessing kids, writing reports, going to meetings and, and uh, on average, I mean, just so that somebody really kind of understands what that looks like, how many 
assessments and reports do you think that you do during an average school year? So I live behind the computer. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it feels like most days. Oh, goodness. It does vary. I would say in a typical year, it's sometimes my, my I did 115 assessments one year. Yeah. That was definitely very high with our department and staffing. It always varies. Um, I would say 75 is probably a pretty good estimate. I think for most of us, um, we real. I mean, I didn't realize exactly how much paperwork was involved in the job. <laughs> um, I came from a job with paperwork, but um, a lot of us choose to forego the paperwork for uh, after work hours mm -hmm. or you, ha you have to make a sacrifice. So I, like I mentioned, relationships with families is important and I think it's important for a lot of people in our department. So I will have conversations when we could have those face-to-face -face conversations, right. you know, minus the the COVID issue we're dealing with. But um, I would choose to do all of that kid time, parent time, and then I would just do after hours report writing. But no, we spend a lot of time. Our reports average from 15 pages to I've written a 38 page report before. So yeah. there's a lot of detail involved. Well, and I don't think what folks understand is <clears throat> it may not sound to a lot of people like 70 five reports is a lot. When you think about the fact that we've only got 180 days of school, that is basically one report every two days. And to write that report, you have to gather information, assess the child, meet with the family, meet with the teachers, talk to the principal, look at the programs, make recommendations, get the report written, go to the IEP. It's a lot that's in it there. It is a lot. Yeah. Right? It's hours upon hours and, dedicated. Yeah. And to think about one of those every two days or more, Right. I mean, mm -hmm. you, like you said, at 115, you're less than one day per report. And that's just to get the report together, which we know that doesn't happen in one day. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So um, you, you did bring up COVID. So for all three of you, um, if you're not aware, we have had a pandemic. It's called COVID-19. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yeah. So I know it's fundamentally changed the way that you've reached out to kids, that you've reached out to families. How, how has COVID really impacted the work that you've done? So definitely um, for my department, the TPP Workability Program, uh, we've had to make some changes to accommodate what's going on in the world. But I will say there have been some, there's been some positives as well as the challenges. So for the challenges, definitely um, when everything started happening, it impacted our business partners, which are so vital to what we do. What Not only are we job coaches that we really try to meet with every student and say, what are your plans after you graduate? But we really try to prep students early on in life by giving them actual work experiences. So if they're interested in becoming a veterinarian one day, we want to partner them with one of our local vets so they can try and see what it'd be like working with animals or something similar. So because our businesses started um, being impacted, we weren't able to play students at the rate in which we were hoping. So that's something we had to pull back with. And then, of course, I think like everybody else, just communication. Mm -hmm. If we're not seeing a student every day in person, how are we going to be able to make sure that their needs are being met, that they're set up to be successful? But I really do want to give kudos to our district and to our business partners um, because I have seen people just adapt. I've seen our students adapt. I've seen our staff adapt. I've seen our business partners 
being willing to jump back on board and say, okay, we've got this figured out. We're meeting all the health guidelines appropriately. We're taking the extra steps to make sure we have a safe work environment. Let's see if we can host a student. Now, with things changing on a day-to-day basis, like we know, we have to be willing to change with them. Right. Um, but so far, everyone has seemed to, you know, we have our moments where we get disappointed. We get, okay, this isn't working. Let's troubleshoot, start over. Um, I've seen everyone just really rise up and and come up with really positive and creative solutions. So, um, yeah, it's definitely been unique. Uh, zooming in now, I, I do career presentations and now I zoom in instead of walking into a classroom, which has been kind of a cool thing because I'm able to have a more flexible schedule and be actually a little more involved than I would had I, you know, needed to be at this school site at this time. And then I have to travel to this school site. Now I'm able to do it in a matter of seconds. So that has been a positive. Um, So yeah, there's been some really good, good things that have, uh, I've really seen people grow and I've seen our students grow. I've seen them become, I've seen professional skills grow. These students are, their email skills have been wonderful. I'm like, yes, exactly. That's (laughs) how I want you to write an email. That's exactly how I want you to answer the phone because you might have to do that in a job one day or to say, you know, there's a lot of jobs out there now that are going online. Um, You can technically work at a, for a job that's not even in your county or in your city. And I'm seeing our students grow in that area and their ideas of what they can do now because of their access to the internet, because they know how to do their own um, Zoom meetings now has really grown. And I said, yeah, you could technically work for a company in New York from Crescent City because you know now how to do all these things that you're would have been required to do on that job. So, and you know, and that's the cool part because we've talked in the CTE field for a long time at Delnort high about you know, we have a lot of kids who don't want to leave their family. They don't want to leave Crescent City and Del Norte. This is a beautiful place. I've lived all over the country and this is one of the the prettiest I've ever been in. Um, and I think, you know, we've always talked about the ability to work from a distance. This is the first time I think that people are really, truly seeing it in action on a, on a whole scale level. So since, um, since, Basically, Debbie and Jen volunteered Jesse to answer that question first last time. <laughs> uh, I'm ready now. Okay, go, Jen. <laughs> I'm ready too. Um, so, uh, the biggest thing changed from in person assessments. We had to switch over to doing some assessments over Zoom. Um, and that comes with its own set of challenges on both sides. Um, what I found with, with parents and kids is um, honesty because I had my kids at home while I was doing my job from home, while the parent was trying to do their job from home and while I'm trying to do assessments. And there was a lot of laughing, uh, laughable moments in that I'm in this with you. I would tell parents, I've never been through a pandemic. I've never had to work from home. I've never had my kids at home while I'm trying to do work as well. So we're all in this together. There's no book for this. Um, And so I found that to be the most valuable piece was um, I don't have all the answers. Sometimes the psychologists are in professions. They think we always have the answer or we're supposed to. (laughs) And you know what? I don't because I'm, I'm living it with you and that type of response and, and, honesty was just 
it, it we're all on the same page and we're all in it together. So, um, well, when you talk about relationships, that's a relationship builder. It's a huge relationship oh, yeah. builder. Um, and I would have parents, um, you know what? Email me. We can zoom. Are you struggling with your kids? I'm here. Um, I just yelled at mine, you know, 10 minutes ago for school where I, you know, I'm, I'm living it with them. Right. So that I think was the most powerful thing. Um, increased relationships and, and, um, yeah, we we did it together. Yeah, a, a, a huge empathy builder. A huge, huge empathy, empathy builder. builder. <laughs> yes. So my experience with COVID, um, I was at my desk. I I'm not out and about like these ladies. I'm just sitting at my desk. So it came in the form of telephone calls, and that that became very very interesting. Um, my phone rang a lot. Um, there were many many questions, mostly from parents. Um, who wanted answers. And like Jen, I, I one day I came up with the idea that, okay, I'm as professional as I can. I'm going to begin to say, you know what? This is the district's first pandemic. We'll do better next time. But for right now, <laughs> it's our first pandemic. And that would usually make people laugh, but, but it, it was true as well. So I, and I got those same phone calls from parents um, who were, they were scared and they, uh, to be teaching their child, you know, Zooming with their children. They were frustrated. Um, they, you know, the children with an IEP, you know, parents were trying to factor ha- that into what they were doing at home, right. how was, what that was going to look like. Um, so that was for me, and I, I sound like I'm always emotional, but I'm not, but that was an emotional experience because day after day after day, we were all had our own personal concerns about the pandemic, but then we're also trying to um, assure people, mm-hmm. you know, that we are here for them and you know we're all going to get through it and just try to support a lot of people i you know a lot of people were they you know they were crying or they were angry or maybe they just wanted to talk some people didn't even want to go beyond me they just wanted to talk and so and that's what we did so and here we are hopefully at the end of it yeah we'll 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 see vaccines on the horizon a, a lot of different things moving forward so you know what i Jesse, Debbie, Jen, thank you guys for for doing this, taking time out of your day to have the conversation. Um, again, this is that kind of behind the curtain thing because people see a special education classroom and without, again, I said it earlier, without realizing all the work that goes on behind the scenes and that this is just the tip of the iceberg. We have IAs, BIAs, uh, behavior intervention specialists. We've got BCB, we've got teachers, we've got clerical, we've got all kinds of folks working behind the scenes to serve roughly 750 students in our, in our district who do qualify for special education services. So, um, thank you for the work that you all do. Um, it's, I I love talking with you guys and seeing the, the outcomes of the different programs that, that you've got your fingers in and how you support our kids. So, um, again, just Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. This was was good. All right. 